This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, you're getting too famous to be on this podcast. This is a, a stepping stone to my future career. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> you, you just, you're coming off the weekend, hot off of uh, where, 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 another, another, another CTV spot. Uh, but a question for you. Yeah. If a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? <laughs> very true very true no and no, the only I, reason i said know, that i was on but uh keep in mind gran watched it and yeah, uh i think maybe uh, mom, no my grandma mom, no no she missed it actually yeah, i called her after didn't. i thought she'd be the one person she's, to check in. she's my grandma too yeah well <laughs> she didn't anyway no one saw it, it, it sandy ronaldo matt is coming for your job you're gonna be another uh lloyd robertson pretty soon i'm excited i appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity yeah <laughs> Um, but today we have Dustin Woodhouse. We're super excited about that. Yeah, the thing about Dustin Woodhouse is he used to be kind of a, a staple of the program, one of our the most popular guests. Uh, we haven't had him on for a while, and the last time we had him on was early 2017. Right. When, you know, the guy's like the Oracle of Omaha, but for Vancouver, and I can't think of what the equivalent <laughs> yeah. would be. I think he lives in Coquitlam. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. But the point is, he calls the market. He, Dustin, Dustin was bold last year when everyone else was he, sheepish, and yeah. uh, and he predicted he, 2017. He did exactly, and and go back and listen because it was last year January, and he's got the courage to come out and say it. And he's say, very bold. He's very bold, and he makes his predictions for 2018. But this wait year. for it. Wait for it. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's towards the end of our interview. But there are at least three or four things 
out of this interview that wow that's yeah. great advice no and you know what that's always the case with dustin when he comes on it's uh it's you know you're taking notes for sure but matt before we get to our interview with dustin woodhouse uh what else we got we have a new website launching it's launching in the next couple of days vancouverrealestatepodcast.com we had really positive feedback uh with the site as it was right but this is taking this is it next to the level. next level this is 2018's a new year your number one source for on the ground news in vancouver we're super excited about it uh it's like nothing else out there so yeah the resources i think were good before but now it's stepping it up times 10 for sure. So Matt, maybe uh, we'll just uh, cut to our interview with Dustin. It's a long one, but it's fantastic. Enjoy. Okay, so we're here with Dustin Woodhouse, past guest, fan favorite, and uh, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending. How you doing, Dustin? Not too bad, guys. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. Thanks for taking the time once again, Dustin. It's been a while. Absolutely. Well, it's a, a busy morning uh, with the interest rate news, right? Which, right. You know, w- which of course most people won't actually understand the meaning of. Can, can you unpack that for us? Because we just found well, out. Wait a second. Should ago, we? But... Should we not do a tell us about yourself? Here oh yeah, for, for, for people that don't know who Dustin is. I think most of our listeners know who you are, but yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been a mortgage broker in the Lower Mainland for about ten years. I'm 46 years old. I bought my first property 25 years ago, and uh, I've bought and sold multiple properties, and I've learned never, ever to sell anything ever again. So my (laughs) mantra for the last 10 years is uh, just try and buy them and hang on to them and don't sell them. Right. Uh, In a a nutshell, yes, I'm pro real estate, but why wouldn't I be? It's been good to me. Dustin, we, we've never asked you this before. Well, we, I guess we actually have kind of talked to you about your investing strategy, but do you have a criteria that you look at when you're looking at properties? Absolutely. For, uh, for purchasing and holding? Yeah, I mean, personally, uh, we tend to look at strata properties. Um, I mean, I, I don't take my own advice. So look, my own advice is buy a detached house with a basement suite as far west in the city as you can. I've been, I've been saying that to people for 20 years. Just a detached house with a basement suite as far west as you can get. And the reason for that is they're the fastest to go up when the market goes up. They're the slowest to drop when the market drops. And you have two tenants. And and you consistently get the biggest gains. Notwithstanding the year we just had where condos and townhouses, which, you know, not to back up into last year's uh, podcast and, and repeat it, but hey, I mean... When I started saying buy a detached house, half your listeners just rolled their eyes. Like, are you kidding? Like, everything's over a million bucks. Most of us are never going to buy another detached house. Um, I get it. So, as I said at the start of last year, the townhouse, the condo, that's the the townhouse is the new detached for the lower mainland residents. Um, so, as I say, personally, uh, we haven't actually bought detached houses with basement suites, as I do advise people to do, um, more because we wanted ultra-low-maintenance situations. So, we have bought a couple of condos, right. we've got a townhouse, um, we look for something where we can get positive cash flow, where rents are strong. Um, when you find a strata that's going through a special assessment or you know some kind of big levy, and big can be anywhere from $5,000 a unit to $35,000 a unit, um, big is subjective. 
But if you find a complex where everyone in there feels like the assessment is overwhelming and it negatively impacts prices, it creates a whole bunch of sales, it's a buying opportunity for an investor who can afford the special assessment and who can ride out you know, the building being wrapped in blue tarps by maybe giving a tenant a slightly discounted rent during the, re- you know, the renovations and updates to the property. So that's sort of what we've targeted. And most of your properties are outside of Vancouver proper, is that right? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Tri-City area. So uh, Coquitlam, Port Moody, and most recently Burnaby. So we're, we're working our way west. And is that 20% down if you want cash flow? Well, to, to purchase a rental, you have to put 20% down. There isn't an option right. for your mortgage financing to, to put less than that down. So rental properties require 20% down. There are some different strategies you can use, uh, which rely on a little bit of luck and uh, good timing. Uh, for instance, if you do purchase a pre-sale property, by the time it completes, if you've been lucky, um, which we have in, in the past, the value of that property may have risen to the point that when you close on it, if you're speaking with the right mortgage expert, uh, you will be able to close on that property at the current market value. So in other words, you could potentially finance 80% of the current market value, which may well be 150% of the original contracted value. So in other words, right. you wind up walking away with money in your back pocket, not putting money down. and You're financing it beyond 100%, which of course... The economists listening to this, uh, or the the one economist who would listen, listen to this far, um, <laughs> would, would would probably you know be their heads would be spinning. You know, hundred percent financing that's crazy. But again, it's something that we really only look at if the rents justify it, which typically they have uh, because we have been in such a ridiculously low interest rate environment. And I guess there's the segue into today's news, right? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. That's a perfect segue into the news that came out this morning that there was uh, the Bank of Canada raised the interest rate. I think it was widely expected, but uh, what are your thoughts? I didn't get a chance to do the exact math before the the conversation we're having, but if I recall correctly, uh, the quarter point bump is about a $13 per $100,000 of balance payment difference. So in other words, you have a $400,000 mortgage balance, uh, the payment would potentially be moving by about $50 per month. And, uh, and of course, there'll be all those chicken littles, uh, you know, saying that the sky will now fall, uh, which is totally ridiculous. Because if you actually understand mortgage qualifications, uh, for quite some time now, anyone entering into a variable rate mortgage has had to have all of their qualification done based on an interest rate of 4.64 or higher. And most of those people, that quarter point movement for a lot of them means, on average, the variable rate mortgage holder out there is probably paying around 2.8%. So is this the end of the world? People's interest rates went from 2.65 or 2.55, let's say, to 2.8. Really? Uh, You know, you have a $400,000 mortgage, which required an $80,000 income in order to qualify. So again, is a $50 a month payment difference really the end of the world? I don't see it. 
So Dustin, you do, we know you do a really uh, high volume business over 200 ends a year with, uh, what is it, about 60% buyers or so? Uh, yeah, about two thirds of our two transactions are, are purchase transactions. It's hard for that not to be the case over the past few years. Right, right. So just in hearing you say that, are you seeing this impact the stress tests, the interest rate? Do you think this will impact your client base in terms of pre-qualifying and that sort of thing? So to dig in specific to some specifics here. So, so this morning, the Bank of Canada increased the overnight lending rate a quarter of a point. So people who are in variable rate mortgages, their interest rate increased a quarter point. Now, depending on which lender they're with, their payment has either remained the same because some lenders actually offer a fixed payment variable rate mortgage. So for five full years, the payment doesn't move no matter whether prime goes up or down. So, so first off, the only people affected by the interest rate movement today are existing variable rate mortgage holders with a variable payment variable rate mortgage. And that is a percentage that is probably represents about 10 to 15% of all mortgage holders in Canada because the overwhelming majority take fixed rate mortgages. So again, none of those people are impacted and fixed rates didn't move this morning. Fixed rates didn't move by a quarter point, only variable rates. So it's a very small slice of people who were affected and the qualifying rate, which is currently 5.14%, it actually moved up about, I believe it was 20 basis points last week is a separate topic. So the qualifying rate has been hovering close to 5% for the better part of the last three or four years. So again, the amount of mortgage money people are qualifying for, that didn't change today. That the, Today's interest rate hike doesn't impact how much mortgage money somebody qualifies for. That is controlled by the qualifying rate, not, not prime. Prime has nothing to do with how much mortgage money somebody can borrow. Um, What does have a lot to do with how much money somebody can borrow is the stress test that you just mentioned. And that is based on the qualifying rate. The Bank of Canada's posted rate, which, as I say, today is 5.14, or the uh, contract mortgage rate plus 2%. So, in other words, if you were trying to take qualify for a five-year fixed at 3.59 you're actually having to qualify at 5.59 and uh it's it's an interesting situation because that stress test which just came in january 1st of 2018 for people with 20 percent or more down that's kind of the wild card right now now how wild that wild card is 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 open to debate um, you know, how much is that going to impact the market? So again, people purchasing with less than 20% down, nothing's changed for them. Right. As far as the amount of mortgage money they qualify for, all their changes happened back in October of 2016. Mm-hmm. Nothing new has happened. If you're putting less than 20% down, business as usual. If you're putting more than 20% down, you've just had a major reduction in the amount of mortgage money you qualify for, somewhere in the magnitude of 20 to 25%. So that's a big difference. Um, But mathematically, it's a big difference. But in reality, 
It's not because Canadians are incredibly conservative. And for all this nonsense you hear in the media about, you know, these incredibly high debt loads, it's nonsense. I mean, Canadians are conservative. Uh, I remember a series of stats. They were fascinating. I think it was something like 89% of Canadians are comfortable with the amount of equity they hold in their own home, which is the flip side of saying they're, they're comfortable with the size of mortgage they're carrying. Um, 89% are comfortable. Mm-hmm. However, and I believe the other number was uh, something like 78% of Canadians believe that today's low interest rates have allowed their neighbor to get in over their heads. <laughs> so Those in other words, stats. yeah, like we all, <laughs> right? We all think we're okay, and we all think our neighbors are walking disasters. Right. And the media fuels this with this ridiculous calculation, debt to income. Well, you know, we touched on it earlier. I own multiple properties, so I have multiple mortgages. I'm also incorporated. I'm one of those, those you know, evil self-employed people who's incorporated. Um, and so, yeah, there, there's some maneuvering that goes on, perfectly legal maneuvering with my income structure. You know, there's a holding company and, um, and, and a few other pieces to that puzzle. So is my personal income um, an accurate reflection of my actual capacity to make payments? Um, no, not really. I mean, could I pull more money out of my company? Yes, I could. Do I choose to leave it in my company in order to grow that company, potentially create new employment opportunities? Yes, I do. That's good for the economy. But on paper, you know, you hear these uh, 168% or whatever it is debt to income ratio, which is basically saying, that's the government saying, if you make 100000 a year and you owe a total of 168000 mortgages, car loan, anything, all of it just added up, uh, you're in trouble. I think you'd find very few people who make $100,000 a year would feel like they're in trouble carrying $168,000 in debt. I'm in extreme trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and here's the interesting thing. So all of the investment properties that my wife and I hold, those mortgages count to my personal debt-to-income ratio. So you get people who own a dozen or more properties. I mean, their debt-to-income ratio can be like 8,000%. But they sleep like babies because other people are paying off all those debts, right? They have tenants. They're in a market with less than a 1% vacancy rate. So the debt-to-income number and all the talk about Canadians being overly indebted and the talk about this quarter-point increase putting strain on households, which households? Like very, very, very few, like a finite number are going to feel any stress from a quarter point increase. And again, going back to the stress test, a finite number of households are truly going to find themselves limited by these new mortgage regulations in the big cities. We're talking purely greater Vancouver, greater Toronto, because that is where we have a great number of dual income households, right? I always say police, firefighters, nurses, and teachers. What do they have in common? Typically, a strong someone with experience, potentially with their master's, incomes range between 80 and 110 a year. And they marry each other like crazy. So you have these incredibly stable positions, no matter what the economy does. Those are pretty stable jobs. 
And so you have all these households of regular people with a household income of 160 to 220,000. So were those people running out and taking million dollar mortgages? No. Uh, are they looking today to take an $800,000 mortgage? No, because they think that's crazy. They think that's a ridiculous mortgage. So, and, and those, by the way, are sort of the, the rough caps on, on where they are right now. So even with these new ceilings that have been input, in the greater Vancouver area, you have a lot of regular households that still qualify for hundreds of thousands of dollars more than they're ever going to borrow. Now, that's specific to dual-income households. I mean, the single-income household, you're in trouble. You go into the out, outlying smaller communities, uh, like when you go as far afield as Kamloops and that sort of thing, uh, definitely trouble. Right, A lot more single-income households, and those households are being told, hey, uh, last year you qualified for 500000 or 400000 in mortgage money. This year it's four hundred or 320. It's a huge reduction for them. And it does take them right out of the market. So I think there's a tipping point being hit in small town Canada based on this stress test. Um, but I don't think that Vancouver is going to see that. So again, I guess now you could, that would be the segue into predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, do you, do, do you need Matt and I here? Because we might just go... Uh... I got to hit the gym this morning. No, 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 but that's that's perfect. <laughs> that is a great segue into the next question. You know, out of all the guests that were on early last year, you were the oracle. You were the one that uh, called the market, I think. Matt, and boldly, were, boldly called. Boldly called. Well, nothing, nothing's ever not boldly with Dustin Widow. <laughs> but yeah, you were you were very bullish on the market last year, particularly the attached market. Uh, and you actually called the detached market as well. But we were in a very snowy climate back then. Yeah, and, last January uh, was a lot different than this year. Right. And, no doubt. And so, yeah, part of the reason we wanted to have you back on uh, for a variety of reasons, but one, to get your predictions for 2018. Well, I think uh, it's going to be interesting for sure because there's all this chatter. There's more negative chatter than ever. And um, some of it actually... Like they have a little, they have a few more logs to throw on the fire in negativity. Um, we've actually had a couple quarter point increases to prime. We've actually seen some increases to fixed rates. And by the way, not to get political in any way, but basically all of the increases in fixed rates for mortgages have been driven by government policy, not by economic fundamentals. Mm -hmm. that, that would be like a whole another hour or two to, to try and unpack. And, and I wouldn't even begin to try and do it because it would just bore everyone to tears. Uh, short and simple, government regulations, uh, a lot of them complex and multi-layered uh, behind the scenes, have driven up the cost of borrowing, not fundamentals. So it's not a natural rise of interest rates. Oh, it's economic cycle. That's not what's been happening. It's been, been government regulation. So as I say, you, and, and then you have the rule changes and, and, and a number of other things happening which are giving all these, you know, bubble talkers and whatnot a, a little more fuel to put on their fire. But for 10 years, I mean, I've been writing posts uh, for 20 years. I've been more or less saying the same thing. Real estate in Vancouver is cheap. Now, that's what I've been saying. Real estate in Vancouver is cheap. People have a lot more ability to pay. It's got room to run. 
And I mean, I, I wrote some very aggressive posts six, seven years ago saying like, I mean, it's ridiculously cheap. Like there's huge room for price lifts. Uh, it was no mystery to me. Now, I'll admit even I have had trouble adapting to this new reality we're in. I mean, I drive down a street where a lot is now a million and a half. And three years ago, it was like 600,000. And uh, I just, you know, my own brain has trouble processing a million dollar lift on a piece of dirt in three years. Like it's, 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 it is astounding. So do I still feel like we have a ton of room to run? No, I think the detached market has used up the bulk of its room to run, but I don't think it's going to back off. I don't think those lots on you know my drive-in are suddenly going to drop back down to 600. They're not going to drop back down to a million. I mean, they're pretty much going to stay where they are. And that's partly a byproduct of the amount of people still pouring into the lower mainland, right? We have immigration, we have migration, still a lot of people coming in. So I don't see detached spiking up another 30%. I don't see it dropping significantly. I think you'll just sort of see steady eddy. Uh, you know, and I'm talking blanket across the lower mainland. For the most part, I think you'll see 2%, 3% gains averaged out across the board. Um, you know, maybe, maybe mission softens slightly and west side Vancouver goes up slightly. But I don't see anything too dramatic happening on the detached house front. And I do think that the townhouses and condos, I think an awful lot of slack that was left in that market over the last few years really got gobbled up this past year. I mean, again, you look at these new developments, $2,000 a foot. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's really hard to, to, to sort of wrap your brain around. You know, I, I, I think in the condo and townhouse market, we're definitely reaching some peaks. Um, now, does that mean that we're about to go into a valley? Again, no, I don't think so. Um, I think rents are rising and largely offsetting the justification of the price increases as well. You know, and, and interestingly, as a quick aside, have you guys ever heard a story or a, a bubble believer talking about rents? The bubble in rents? Rents are about to collapse 80%. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. No, no, I've never heard that. No, which, which you know, is interesting because that's kind of a fundamental driver of real estate values. So, you know, until I hear somebody telling me rents are dropping by 50% or 75%, I'm, I'm really not interested in hearing about how <laughs> prices are suddenly going to drop that amount. Um, so, you know, kind of a boring prediction, to be honest. I don't, I don't have anything bold to say other than, I think we're going to continue to see a tight market. I think you're going to continue to see multiple offers. I think subject-free offers are here to stay. Um, I mean, I was in Winnipeg uh, at, a, at an event earlier, or mid, mid-year last year, and Winnipeg has had a flat real estate value market for eight years. Eight years, virtually no change in prices, and almost everything is subject-free. Right. Yeah. It's such an it's, interesting and it, yeah, turn of events. It's subject free and it sells for like seven grand over asking, like really small percentage in a lot of cases as well. Yeah. Yep. Type market. Well, it's the new tool. <laughs> it's 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 the new tool to make your offer more attractive. Right. Now, never mind how risky it also makes your offer. And you know, boys and girls listening, it is not smart to write subject free offers. <laughs> you know, especially on hundred and four year old houses. 
it's like a really bad idea. Right. We're, right? we're in I mean, one <laughs> that, that, that was subject free. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's leaning a little to the left. Um, anyways, I mean, all you, all you need are, are words like, uh, asbestos, yeah. aluminum wiring, you know, uh, any of that stuff starts popping up. You got problems, right? Well, interestingly enough, this makes me think of a past guest who bought a house in East Van this past year, and we saw him right before the holidays, and he said, yeah, I just finished my renovation, and it started raining in November, and his basement was fully flooded, like, and he bought it subject free. Do you remember that? No, I didn't. I didn't hear this story. That was, I don't want to mention his name, but... Uh, after was, the renovation, it flooded? Yeah, or before? after the renovation, oh, he, wow. he bought it in, you know, in the summer when it was dry. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. there's risk involved, that's for sure. Yeah, well, we, we have clients right now who went subject free on a property, and then during the inspection, it was pouring rain, and there was significant flooding. Right. And uh, it showed up not only in the inspection, but also in the appraisal, which the bank wants an appraisal. You're not going to get around that. I mean, the clients, impeccable income, impeccable credit, significant down payment, like 50% down. Like, they're bulletproof. They're mm-hmm. golden. The property is not. And the lender is backing away from financing that property now we'll, we'll pull the rabbit out of a hat and we still have another 10 days to do so but not good so maybe changing gears it sounds like we've got your predictions down here there's talk of more than one rate increase this year two questions that we've asked you before but what, what are your predictions for interest rates over the coming year and then the uh, perennial question here variable or fixed <laughs> Uh, and that is topical today for sure. Um, so, you know, over the last few years in particular, uh, I've really waffled back and forth uh, depending on timing between two-year fixed, uh, a little bit of one-year and three-year, but primarily two-year has been the sweet spot um, in that it's had a lower interest rate than like the net variable rate. Uh, you could often get a lower rate on a two-year fixed. So, We have had a number of clients go into two-year fix, which I refer to as like a slow motion variable. Hmm. You still have rock bottom penalty exposure because, again, for listeners who haven't heard me say this probably every time I've been on with you guys, if you go into a five-year fixed mortgage with a major chartered bank or most credit unions, not all, but most, and you become one of the 65% of Canadians who break their mortgages early at an average of 33 months, down from 38. We're breaking our mortgages faster than ever, it seems. Uh, The penalty in that five-year fix can be as much as 4.5% of the balance. And rising interest rates, by the way, not necessarily going to protect you from these huge interest rate differential penalties. Um, And incidentally, too, that that penalty amount is about 900% higher than the penalty in a two-year fixed, a one-year fixed, or a variable rate mortgage, which Mm -hmm. runs about half a percent of the balance. So that penalty conversation is still really important because, yes, interest rates are changing, but Canadian habits and lifestyles decisions are not changing, right? I mean, 96% of businesses will fail inside 10 years. 60% of marriages will fail inside 10 years. So when I have a young couple engaged to be married and they're both self-employed sitting across from me, 
Uh, no, I don't share those stats with them. That would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you're both self-employed and you're getting married, like, wow, 96%, 60%, like, you're really going to be an outlier if you don't wind up needing to refinance your mortgage to either keep a business going, start a business, uh, you know, change the structure of, of how you're living. And, and as I say, those penalties are a huge factor. So where's the risk? Is the risk in further interest rate increases, which to give you a much more succinct answer on that question, um, could rates go up another half a point this year? Absolutely, they could. Uh, could they go up more than that? Highly unlikely. I mean, I think if the Bank of Canada squeezes two more quarter point rate hikes in, uh, that'll be very surprising to most of us. Uh, and I think surprising to most economists at this point, because will our economy justify that? Like Bank of Canada rate increases are not about house prices. They're not really about consumer debt levels. Uh, they're largely about exchange rates and the general health of the national economy as a whole. Like right. They're a great big hammer, uh, you know, effectively. So it's too big of a tool to try and control housing with. Uh, otherwise, you would have seen interest rates go up long ago. Policy advisors would have pushed rates up to try and cool house prices. Sure. But the two things are not really connected. Like decisions on interest rate increases are not based on house prices in two markets in Canada. They're just not. So as I say, there's a lot of other stuff going on. I mean, what's going to happen with NAFTA? It's anybody's guess, right. right? I mean, I purposely have tuned out all things Trump. I think it's the first time <laughs> I've said his name in probably four months. Yeah, like you, I literally you and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he who shall not be named uh, in my world, <laughs> because it's just a bunch of noise that I don't need taking up space in my brain. But you know, who knows what he'll do with NAFTA, and certainly that would have a negative impact on interest rates. Or well. If you're in a variable rate mortgage, it'll have a positive impact because rates would come down. So as I say, I don't see rates necessarily going down. I can't imagine them going up by more than a half a point. And my prediction, they probably just cruise right along inside a quarter point bandwidth. I think we end the year no higher than a quarter point from where we are today, no lower than a quarter point from where we are today. So that's, that's the prediction I'll go on the record with. No significant change. Uh, to rates at all. And, and it sounds like my understanding of all the talk of penalties, you're still a, a pretty big fan of, of either variable or a short fixed mortgage. Short term fixed. Absolutely. And and, and another thing to, to really stress, everyone should keep in mind their variable rate mortgage. Really, they should be called something different. They should be called a convertible rate mortgage mm -hmm. because a lot of people think, oh, well, if I take the variable, I'm stuck yeah. in a variable rate interest rate roller coaster for five years no no you can get off the roller coaster and lock in any time um, and furthermore if you're two years in to your variable you don't have to take a five year with most lenders you can take uh, a four year in the second year a three year in the third year like it, it reduces most lenders have it contractually set up so that they've got you for five years plus a day so your options to lock in change with each passing year. I mean, you can still lock into a longer term, but with each passing year, you can lock into a shorter term that keeps your renewal date close to the same. And, uh, and again, far too many knee-jerk reactions are happening right now. Right now, this morning, thousands of Canadians are phoning their bank and they're locking into a five-year fix without 
thinking about the penalties. My own clients are forgetting what I told them. I've sent them emails. I've put out blog posts. I'm going to put another one out today and email all my clients directly. But for sure, every time Bank of Canada moves, we have at least one client who calls us after the fact. And they say, oh, yeah, we locked into the five-year fix because we were nervous. But now we're selling and we're not buying right away. Or we're moving into a property that the bank won't port our mortgage into. And um, and actually, I know I've been doing way too much talking here, but one more public service announcement, if I can. Please. The most important thing, anybody, I should have really, we should have led with this thing, because it's actually the most important piece of information to put out there right now. Uh, for realtors who are talking with clients about listing their homes and selling, for anyone thinking about selling their property and buying a new one, yes, your mortgage is portable. It is. Your mortgage is portable. However, you must re-qualify under today's guidelines for that mortgage in order to port it. So it's kind of like, yeah, you can move it, but do you qualify to move it? Right. So it's like that big bag of concrete in the corner. It's portable for some of us. Some of us can pick it up and move it. Uh, Some of us can't. Looking at you. uh, and, And so there are every year. And it's it's a really, really horrific situation. Every year, uh, people phone their branch, and they say, is my mortgage portable? And the branch says, yes, period, click. And then they enter into a binding agreement to sell their home, enter into another binding agreement to buy the home, and then they go down to the branch and they say, here we go, here's all our paperwork, can you move the mortgage over to the new house? And the branch says, no. And they say, but you told us it was portable. Well, it's portable, but you don't qualify to port. You've changed nothing in your life. In fact, in fact, you just bought, what did you say you bought four months ago? Is uh, it Adam that bought? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I just bought, um, yeah, in, back in July. So imagine this, back in July, let's say they had to put you in a five-year fixed product and that was all you could qualify for at the time because there was special asterisks all around five-year fixed products. You could qualify for more mortgage money if you went five-year fixed at a chartered bank and got some special exceptions. And if that were the position you were in in July, now today, you sell your home, you want to buy the one right across the street, same amount of money. In fact, maybe you're even reducing the mortgage by 10%. What you'd find out is under these new rules, because, hey, you qualified for the max last time, well, the max is now 20 to 25% lower. Sorry, you can't move the mortgage over. Right. And it's the new rules. So you don't have to have incurred any more debt. You don't have to have taken a cut and pay. You don't have to have changed anything in your life. What's changed are the rules. The federal government has decided to protect you from yourself by reducing what you qualify for. So there will be people this year whose heads will explode inside bank branches because that is what will happen. They will have sold their house and they will not qualify to move that mortgage to a new house. It will be absolutely unfathomable to these people that they're in that position. And I'm talking about people with impeccable credit, same job for 18 years, right. professional, white-collar people, you know, making six figures, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It's going to happen, and it's going to be really sad when it does. And it's going to happen back and forth across the country, and the government doesn't care. And I sat in the Minister of Finance's office with one of his sidekicks, his, his right-hand man, I believe, and I said, how hard is it to put an asterisk in this legislation to January of last year? We had this conversation. How hard is it to put an asterisk in this legislation 
that allows for people to port their existing mortgages over under the old rules. Right. And uh, it didn't happen. This is terrifying. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. It's, it sounded well, yeah, nice. it's going to be bad. Yeah. It, it, yeah. As I say, that, that is probably the most important message that every listing realtor needs to know and, uh, and every potential seller this spring needs to understand. Well, well, Dustin, you know, we, you know that we like to go out on a high note. So I know you're a huge proponent of napping. Uh, can, you, can you talk about how that's changed your life? And uh, what, what do, you, do you nap every day? Well, there, there's, there's a shift. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. And I think everyone should. Um, it's, it's, it's funny, actually. I've been saying to a lot of people, um, you know, the, the number one way to wind up in an argument with your, uh, your better half at the end of the night to go home tired right. so don't go home tired you know i mean I, I look it sounds crazy like people who know me know me as this uh 12 14 16 hour workday uh robot who never takes a break and never takes vacation i don't go out and do lunch i don't golf i just work and work and work and that's mostly true actually um but yeah, you know what? Around two o'clock, three o'clock, uh, most days uh, the blinds are drawn on my glass door and my glass wall, and the knob is locked. And there's a little yoga mat I roll out, and I have a twenty-two minute nap. And I tell you, it makes all the difference. Yeah, you're, and we should we should say you're one of the most productive guys we know. So uh, a word from the wise: take it. Yeah, out. twenty-two minutes. It sounds like <laughs> That's all you need. Well, so here here's the stat I read years ago. A cup of coffee buys you 40 minutes of mental acuity. So you'll be alert for 40 minutes after that cup of coffee. A 20-minute nap buys you four hours. Wow. And only one of those makes your gut hurt. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <it isn't> so <laughs> I'd be interested to hear what air traffic controllers do. I mean, I, I don't uh, want my air traffic controllers going on a coffee break. I want them going on a nap break. More sound advice from uh, the Oracle Dustin Woodhouse. <laughs> Maybe we'll leave it there. And and Dustin, how can people how can people find out more about you and uh, what you do? And get on your mailer because you you're constantly putting out amazing advice and and information. Exactly. And I'm trying to put out a lot shorter, punchier posts than uh, than, than than my rambling today would uh, suggest. But uh, you know, I'm easy to find. Uh, if you Google me, uh, Dustin Woodhouse, you can spell my name correctly or incorrectly. Dustin, Dustin, doesn't matter. I got both domains. Uh, so DustinWoodhouse.com, DustinWoodhouse.ca. Either way, I'm pretty easy to track down. Excellent, fantastic. Well, thanks again, Dustin, for for uh, a ton of information to digest here. No problem, guys. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just never going to be the black cloud of real estate. I, you know, I know those are easier to find anyway. <laughs> yeah, they, they are. That's for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Have a great day. Take care, All right, guys. You too. Thanks. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Dustin Woodhouse, mortgage broker at Dominion Lending Centers, and more recently, a business coach to many other mortgage brokers. Yeah, if you're a mortgage broker looking for help to build your business, to build your client base, and to develop systems to be a top producer, Dustin is your man. No kidding. Um, and he's also an author, if, if you just want to find best out. Best-selling author. Yeah, best-selling author, three books, three volumes. We have them. We've read them. Super it's, interesting. Uh, it's useful stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That was great. And uh, man, do I want to find 22 minutes a day for a nap? 
it's kind of it's it's tricky. It's one of those things that if you forced yourself to do, you would be better for it. But when, yeah, when in the day? Right after my exercise. You know what? Also, we share an office with a few people, and uh, gotta say, no, I, to, I, I think it's a nap. Yeah, it sounds like Dustin's got a better office situation where he can pull down some blinds. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. in uh, the bullpen. <laughs> That's what they call it. <laughs> That's what they call it. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like sleeping on Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> trading room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. But anyways, yeah, it's it's good advice, sound advice if you can do it. Twenty two minutes a day. Yeah, no kidding. And there's a lot of other sound advice there for sure. Yeah. But um, anyway, what else we got? Uh, thanks, Miss Ronaldo. So head over to Vancouver is that a Real CTV Estate. Reference? That, I don't that know is a Ms. Sandy Ronaldo CTV oh, National Sandy. News reference. <laughs> Uh, you're the king of CTV. Um, but check out the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com site. It's totally revamped. It's it's totally. like a totally different site. You've you've never seen anything like it before. It's it's real estate news, it's cutting edge. There's so much to dive into. It's it, got all and the it's latest way more episodes. way more dynamic, right? Like this this site is a place where if it wasn't my own site. I could see spending hours there. Oh, for sure, for sure. And <laughs> as it stands, I am spending hours there because we're populating it uh, with all the content, and it's going to have new content every single day. Every single day, there's going to be something to look at, and uh, yeah, it's just I'm I'm so excited for that. I'm I'm amped. But we should say it's also got the the old resources, so you know it's going to have a lot of new, but the things that people love are still there. Absolutely. So head over there and check it out. Uh, sign up for private client services, like we always say. If you're not using PCS, you're standing still while the rest of us are power walking by. Uh, you get realtor level information. It's updated. 36 to 72 hours before public MLS. You get to see days on market, sold prices. It's it's incredible. And it, it is incredible. And right now is an opportune moment to sign up because, I mean, we're in this interest rates increase today. January is always that touch and go. What's going to happen this year? Uh, Good to get that information. What yeah. are sales doing? What are sold prices how, how doing? How long are things on the market? I mean, this is... This is the time to have this research tool or sign up on our mobile friendly. Braden, what does it do again? You point it at a building. Uh, augmented reality. Thanks, Braden. Thanks. I ask every time, but <laughs> you point it at a building. It shows you if there's any listings in that building. It's incredible. It's the future. And uh, yeah, we got that mobile app, HomeSpotter. Sign up there. It's got sold prices as well. For sure. Uh, you can interact with uh, myself, Adam or John at, at the drop of a hat. So, Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. One last thing, Matt, before we go, head over to and sign up for our mailer list. You know, join 17,000 people already subscribed that are getting real estate tips. They're getting the deal of the month. They're getting updates on episodes. They're getting insider tips. It's it's phenomenal. The other thing is no spam, no hype. It's just help. That's, That's all right. it is. We're looking to help out and we're looking to just share knowledge and that's what we do. That's what we do. And uh, last, we should say we've stopped asking people to review the podcast. We're at 125. But it, it's painful um, to watch it wa We're treading water. We're Matt, treading I check water. It, I check it on the hour. Somebody write so us if a review. So if, anybody's, if yeah. anybody's out there, they feel if uh, this charitable with their time, it takes about a... <laughs> 30 seconds, 30 seconds of your time. Wow, this is this is getting depressing. But uh, it, one thing I will say is, is it is one of the biggest compliments. We, we do check the reviews. We love to get reviews. And if you do like what you're hearing, head over uh, on iTunes or on one of the platforms that you use to listen to this podcast. Google. And please give us a review. We would love to hear from you. And uh, thank you very much in advance. Matt, how can people reach you? 
You can get me at 778-847-2854 or Matt at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com. And or Adam, you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com. And Mr. Dobolina, Mr. Bob Dobolina. <laughs> media, media at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com. Oh, excellent. All right. Well, have a great week, guys. Take care. Yo, man, I don't think they heard you. Won't you tell them what your name is? Mr. Dobolina, Mr. Bob Dobolina. Mr. Doubleina, Mr. Bob Doubleina, Mr. Doubleina, Mr. Bob Doubleina, Mr. Mr. Doubleina, Mr. Bob Doubleina, Mr. Doubleina, Mr. Bob Doubleina, Mr. Doubleina, Mr. Bob. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the and way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer, and they're looking for both donations, and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.